1: recorded live. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Divine Mind Group and the Orion Mind School of the Prophet. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is June 17th, 2018. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which was
2: also known as the White Wolf. And whenever you're ready, brother, I don't know about that kind of cheese. I'd have to kind of look at it real good. You know what I
1: mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That one guy said, not your cheese, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. Have you uh, been kind of looking at the uh, Neville
3: Goddard stuff? Uh, Lynn had sent me that where she had made the synopsis of uh, Neville's work and put it in PDF files. Man, if you go to really reading some of that, see, Neville's telling y'all the same thing the ancients did, the God-man. And um, it's kind of like I was listening to an RVer uh, last week sometime. It was on Coast to Coast. And uh, they were talking about... uh, um, what
2: they could do to uh, um, open up, you know, do uh, remote view, remote control,
3: remote influence. And, and um, I would mentioned it, I think, last week. But uh, I, I thought about it more and more, you know, because in reality, see, we go through training, to help us return to this divine state or to access it. And they don't really teach it quite that way
2: because they don't really want that, you know, getting around. And uh, it uh, it's something that uh, once you understand, see, if you're
3: sitting there talking to yourself saying you don't want this and you don't want that, then what you're really programming is the thing that you don't want. It's going to happen because it's the only picture you put in there. You haven't put in a new picture. It's just you're telling it, I don't want this. So you're holding up that old thing that you don't want. And um, that's all she can give you is because she doesn't decide one way or another. You give it to her, she's going to give it back to you multiply it, good measure, press down, checking together, running over. More than you could think, ask or hope. <laughs> and so, uh, as uh, you begin to learn to create the picture, the imagination, and then you put feeling with it. You step into it. That's why I would tell y'all many times over the years that if you wanted the new car, you need to drive the damn car and feel the, the the leather seats, and maybe have the air conditioner on, the FM playing, you know, and uh, listen to it, see how it drives. Just enjoy driving that automobile. If you don't know how it feels, go down to a local lot and take one for a test drive. And um, you might uh, put you up a picture or two, kind of like they did in, um, oh, uh, what's the name of that that program they put out? uh, The Law of Attraction. See, what they're doing is they're reminding and them refreshing themselves of the thing they desire, and yet they
2: have to go in and begin to see it and think on it, and, um, well, as you begin to do that, you'll start seeing a lot of things. uh, uh
3: you've got all kinds of names for OBE, out-of-body experience, some of them call it astral projection, um, remote view um, is is really uh, using an ability. Uh, you can automatically see it anyway. It's just wherever you put your mind, you entangle uh, through the torsion field uh, of connectivity by thought. And as you begin to practice and develop that, it will become... Um, Uh, stronger and stronger. I I woke up to someone. uh, I remember a
2: a lady that uh, I had been teaching and uh, she had a cousin that uh, had she said, I want you to scan this lady and just tell me what you see. The lady
3: walked up and when she walked up, I seen her vertebrae. You know, I was just looking at her but I could see all the vertebrae in her back. I could see where it had been fused and uh, where she'd had her problems, and uh, um, I started talking to her, and then I told her what was wrong with her and uh, and uh, where they had been uh, abused at and uh, the different problems, and she looked over at this lady. She said, you told him. She said, I ain't told him nothing. She said, he's like that. She said, he just scares you sometimes. But uh, you get to where it, it becomes a first nature with you. It's not a second nature anymore. It's a first nature. And uh, the more you use it and the more you work with it, um, especially when you make your confessions, like, I am healthy. What are you? I am healthy. So I'm creating a picture of perfect health. I am wealthy. So I begin to see myself that way. I might see myself with finances or different things in the already acquired position. If I want, uh, let's say, a fence built, I'll begin to see that fence already complete. Hell, I may not have even bought the material for it yet. May not have cleared the fence line, but I'll see myself with that fence. And I go through uh, seeing myself enjoying it, you know, because I don't have to worry about cattle getting out, sheep getting out, horses getting out. And uh, it... um, it uh,
2: The fabric of consciousness is moved on by what well, you want to put confessions with your affirmation. You're looking at the same basic thing,
3: and, uh, and uh, entanglement is interesting. It's like when I pray for some of these people on these calls, I entangle with them because I put my mind on them. And uh, we're really all connected, and I know that, whether they do or not. And uh, when I see it and I breathe, what I'm doing is I'm ramping up that bridge, if you will, to the divine self inside of me.
2: Remember,
3: what you see in physical is, um, um, don't think uh, that I'm doing this, as as the man says in Scripture. But he said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. It's the Father that does this. It's the Creator. Well, your conscious mind, once it's enlightened and you start uh, directing it, uh, it starts opening up. uh, um, Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. You're talking in semantics. uh, Convictions, affirmations, confessions, uh, those are just semantical terms. That we use to explain something, say from our particular perspective or whatever. And um, God's love, you're entangling. When you're entangled, hell, that's like a a, a copulation. You're, you're having a um, um, you're having intercourse, just like when you get on the telephone and you talk to somebody across the country out there. According to the internet, uh, the uh, the interstate. Uh, Uh, um, laws of commerce, you're having intercourse with another individual. Uh, When you communicate, you're doing that. And as you begin to take and give thoughts and ideas, um, uh, they, yeah, that's true, uh, synonymous terms, Uh, you begin to entangle and and do, and um, a lot of times uh, I'll just have somebody hold their hand out and let me run energy on them and see if they can feel it. Some of them can feel, some of them can't. Um, I don't worry about them when they can't. I'll, I you will know, may pray for them or do whatever. But uh, they're not as open. And so uh, when you read in that scripture, it said uh, the Messiah in one area could do no great work there, and he was amazed
2: at their unbelief. They couldn't even get to the point of believing to accept it. Therefore, they could never get to
3: know it in order to be able to do it or accept the healing or whatever. See, that's why it says uh, faith cometh by hearing. So as you begin to talk to them, you're beginning to give them or supply them with the mental building blocks to make the bridge so that they can transition into uh, the state of health or whatever it is that they require. Um, Now, I don't go drumming up business, as the fellow said. You know, they're there and they're sick, and um, sometimes uh, I'll look at them and I'll say, would you like for me to help you? And they'll say, oh, God, yes. And uh, so, uh, you know, once they've said yes, then I can turn it on and begin to assist them and help them. Um, Sometimes I'll know uh, if a guy's fixing to commit suicide, and um i'll step into his mind from wherever i am and um to stop so that he has time to think about it because a lot of guys with the ptsb and um um or ptsd uh they um, um they think different ways you know i mean and uh dealing with things that they've done. I mean, I don't give a damn what the government tells you. Oh, it's right. It's done in the name of God and country. Well, that's a different horse. It depends on what God and what country you're talking about. And,
2: um, I, I know that it took me a long time to get to where I could sleep. Nice. And, uh, Well, in a sense, and knowing is copulating. Uh, it is a
3: conception of thought and action. That's correct. And so when you combine uh, with them and entangle with them in thought, and you're both in agreement, uh, you're literally having a a discharge of, uh, of living energy, uh, and it is a sexual thing. And, see, uh, a lot of times that's why, you know, I mean, I explain things in sexual terms because that's exactly the way your mind operates. And um, um, usually that's the easiest thing for people to kind of get a handle on. And, uh, um, well, they glorify all kinds of things because, you remember, a government don't have nothing until it takes it from somebody else, either under force of arms or um, they've just uh, got enough on the land that the people uh, uh, realize that they can't fight back or they don't know how to fight back. But if they would use this type of thinking, like Neville Goddard and and Dr. Joseph Murphy, Jose Silva, um, all kinds of people like that uh, have taught. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale taught the power of positive thinking. But they didn't go to the extent of uh, explaining it to where... You could literally pull down the kingdom. You could pull down the stronghold. You could alter the minds of those powerful individuals that are in spiritual wickedness in high places. You could stop armies. Hell, we've done that. I mean, that's what Bill Clinton and them, was,
2: they had already launched
3: the aircraft. And uh, they turned around in mid-flight because a bunch of people got together. And they began to think. But you have to be careful sometimes in what you teach people, because we have people today um, they have been so disconnected from their fellow man that the only thing that they look for is their own self will or self desire they don't give a damn really about the outcome to anybody else. it's what they want, what they think, what they feel, and um I mean uh. Um, I've got a lot of respect for a lot of these, these troops, you know, because they, they was like I was. Hell, we didn't know. We were just young, and gung-ho, uh, um, go do it. You know, I mean, that's what we've been taught from the time we cradle up to where we were at, and um, and we're done. And, and it took a little bit of fighting and, uh, you know, a uh, few rounds showed at you and things like that, and you begin to see the effects and begin to listen. And uh, that was a great thing about Special Forces. Man, we had to know current events, you know, from all over the world. And um, as you start acquiring that type of information, you um, you get to where, ooh, dude, what I was taught ain't necessarily the bell ringer that uh, it was supposed to be. And the way you listen to some of these school teachers and these principals and these school boards today, Uh, Those are propaganda mills. They're not there to educate the people. They're there to propagandize the people so that they will follow the church-state system. It's just like um, uh, Jeff Sessions. He said, said, well, uh, um, all government is of God, and, uh, and you're supposed to obey your government. That shit was put in, damn it, by
2: Constantine and them. That wasn't in the original. But you see, that's what the Pope's job is, remember? He is the, the prophet
3: of that religious system called the Roman Empire's Roman Christian Catholic Church. And uh, so as you begin to look into these different things, uh, you'll see how governments, See, like people in this country, they don't realize it's a separation of church and state. You're not separated from church and state. There's a cardinal sitting up there every time. There's some damn big-ass election, and, and you watch. It'd be the, the two opponents, one on one side and one on the other, but there'd be the, the cardinal or the archbishop uh, that's presiding over it. Patton would go in and take a town. What'd he do? He had to go up the steps. The, the cardinal would come halfway down, and he'd bow. Before that cardinal, and kiss his damn ring. I mean, he was telling you that he was submitted to him. So you have the uh, secret treaty of Verona. And uh, that's in the congressional archives because of the fact the Pope, this is a Roman Catholic nation. I don't give a damn what you call it. That's what it is. Even the Queen of England and the, and the Church of England is under the papacy. King John, when he signed the Magna Carta, he had to rewrite part of it
2: because the Pope disagreed with all of it. But see, they don't teach that in history. Like they ain't going to teach you about uh, how to use your mind. I mean, it's not conducive to their way of thinking.
3: See, when you start seeing the thing that you want, um, I dwell and live in a state of peace. This country has returned to the state of peace. Well, you have to go back to before the uh manifest destiny and and um, um conquest and discovery. everything had happened. These people already over here they lived on this land, but see when somebody got a new idea, they didn't care. they were going to go in. Uh, their greed, they coveted another person's land. And um, if you think a treaty means something, you're crazy. You need to take it up with the uh, Native American people. I'm here to tell you something. Um, uh, as long as uh, grass grows and uh, the water flows and, and the sun rises and sets, let me tell you something. They don't believe in contracts like that. They'll write it down, but they're not going to obey or follow it. What's a barbarian? A barbarian is somebody that's not obeying the Roman Catholic Church system or the Roman Empire system. You an anarchist, it doesn't mean you're a bad individual. It just means you can do your own thinking. You don't have to have them do uh, your thinking for you. So they'll bastardize that term. Uh, uh, What's a rabble? He is rebelled against a foreign invading power, which in this case, okay, you don't have a republic anymore. Hell, they've done away with that. The Act of 1871, Lincoln signed in corporate structure. Uh, You're under a corporate government system. You're not under the republic. We ain't never been a damn democracy.
2: But you see, he writes a story. That's why they call it his story, history.
3: It's their story. The and conqueror writes his own story. That's why when you go to thinking this way and you find somebody that can work with you and they can believe uh, and act on that, uh, let's say you teach them how to program our prayer. You teach them the the true knowledge of uh, a positive mental attitude and and a great imagination and how to develop it and put the feeling with it and uh, enter into it and hold that confession up and just keep reaffirming it. Anytime you get a little bit on the wingy side, you know, and you need to fire it back up, just step back into that meditative state temporarily and and see the thing done. Enjoy it. Go back and take a a, a ride in that brand-new car. Uh, go down and enjoy those fences see them up and the cattle out there enjoying the fields and and the sheep they can't go under 'em. yeah i mean you know you got a sheep you got to keep the bottom uh of them uh pipe and panel uh fences can't be no higher than four inches off the ground man a sheep go under that thing or a goat i mean like a dose of salt to a winter woman as you hear them say years ago the reason they said that was because uh salts was likely would cause a bowel to move and if a widow woman took it, uh, it was implying that uh, they didn't have much uh, sustenance and in income. And uh so uh you know, I mean if you understand some of these old colloquial sayings that people have and if you know what they're talking about, man, let me tell you you get a lot of insight there. <laughs> if it was all a peaceful state uh, globalism would be fine. But so uh, you, you've got people like the Merkels and the Trudeaus and all these people. Listen here, I don't want them damned idiots trying to figure out nothing for me because, men they don't never do
2: nothing uh, for the good of the people. It's only for the corporate government structure. You there, brother? I am. I was just sitting there looking at that uh,
3: chat line, and I thought, yep, you can always tell when the disruptors come in. And uh, see, they they really don't realize what they're doing. Every time they start this mechanism to, to
2: do this, they literally are programming the destruction in their own mind, their own
3: life. I mean, they cannot get away from it. They cannot get away because that's the only thing they hold up. See, their argument is to take and jack with someone else. They're not interested in really learning how to help themselves. They're interested in in pushing some damn crazy-ass agenda, some agenda they don't even know about or really understand or have not thought completely through. And, and and this is the situation. This is why you just have to keep talking about the good, the good, and the very good. And uh, anything that doesn't fit that mold, um, I mean, it's kind of like uh, when you cut a pattern out to make a dress. Um, you figure what size of the pattern is, and it's got darts and lines, and you cut on that line, it'll show you where to cut, so you've got to have enough hanging over so that uh you got uh, the material uh, edge that you can sew that uh, that dress or that pattern together. And uh you just keep on keeping on, you'll get the dress built so to speak. Then people over there they'll they'll be wondering where in the hell the yellow went and they won't know nothing about pets event and the reason they may not be able to find any yellows because all the damn teeth going gone is rotted out of head. So they they're eating their own self up. I mean, it's a shame that they're doing that, but that's what they're really doing. But um, when you talk and stay in the positive and the affirmative and uh, you keep going, you, uh, um, you will overcome and be victorious. Um, I thought I seen MJ there number six. MJ, what you got at your sleeve?
0: I don't know if he's going to get on the
3: phone or not. No. MJ
0: is not sick. I
3: may be. I may be. But there's one thing about it.
2: I didn't eat the shit, but I did eat the alligator. And it was showing up good. <laughs> well you know like it says out of those
1: people's mouth will come a blessing or a cursing and the sad part about it they think that they're doing that to us but it's coming back on them
3: that's correct it really is and see this is why uh, when you when you find people that believe together uh, see I thought I heard him there I I see him. I see Denise is there. Uh, I don't know where six is. I thought that was MJ. I see it says MJ here, but I don't see no MJ. And no. Uh, but number six down there, uh, uh, as the comments go, it um, <laughs> don't talk like MJ. So I'd be uh, kind of debating on whether or not that was MJ or somebody that. Literally swallowed that
4: alligator shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think
1: it's somebody that swallowed the shit. That's why it's coming out of their mouth now.
2: Well, I mean, if, if we can overcome. We can keep going, keep doing. Um, I had really, I had
3: really been uh, physically not in real good shape at all, and I have diligently been working that
2: um, program to where um, I started changing it. Well, I knew it might
3: take a day or two, you know, to turn things around because I must have said something or allowed something that um, started bringing part of it to pass. Or it may have been that I needed to discover something that would help me see and overcome. And uh, thank you, Denise. And uh, so I began to really work the program, uh, the prayer, however you want to call it. doesn't make any difference. It's the same thing. And um, as um, I would do that, I noticed that uh, a few days went by and different things started changing. And, and um, man, I, I got to coming on around. And uh, so I was real thankful with uh, being able to. To use what I know and believe and uh, and uh, act on, because it always works; it never fails. See, it's literally a, an immutable law that whatever you put, whatever you hold up as an image or as a, uh, a as a feeling, um, the subconscious mind she is literally going to create it. She doesn't. Decide whether it's good, bad, indifferent, right, wrong, incorrect, whatever. It's whatever you stick up there, she's going to give it back to you. I mean, uh, if a woman's ovulating and you're fertile and she's fertile, I mean, uh, if you want children, that's a good time to shoot your gun. But uh, if it ain't, uh, I'd suggest you kind of hold off a few days. You know what I'm saying?
0: (coughs) Yes, sir. We understand that. You know, as you said many times before, the thought... I,
3: I could barely hear you. I, I mean, I've got my speaker uh, on, on this phone wound smooth up, but uh, for some reason, you're just not coming in real five-by-five five to me.
1: I said, like you said, the thought is the thing.
2: Yeah, it is. The thought really is the thing, and if
3: you want to take and make it happen, that's what you do to make it, you know, make it come to pass. And uh, like, uh, uh, it's just like that that young man that wanted that job. We were in Silva, and uh, he uh, wanted a a job, something terrible. He did not like the job he was in, and so uh, they told him what to do, and he went home over the weekend. And, uh, you know, started, and uh, the following week, uh, you know, we had our next class, and so they come back for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, uh oh, he was just moaning and groaning because, man, he had started doing that program real hot and heavy. And, man, by Tuesday of that uh, week, he had already lost that old job. And uh, he said he was just wringing his hand and kind of whining around, and uh, they told him to just keep working the program keep seeing the job that you want. He said, but I don't know where it is. He said, you don't have to, The mind knows where it is. And so, uh, the old boy went back, you know, for that week and man, he just worked it big time. And, um, uh, a few days went by. I don't even think he made it till the next week. He called and he was just jumping for joy because that thing had come to pass and he had that job that he wanted. And, um, it's like Caleb I mean uh, not Caleb but uh, Jacob Jacob had gone to uh, auto mechanics at uh, um, the uh, Suala Technical Institute southwest Louisiana and uh, he had got his degree work done and he um, went with his mother uh, to uh, Aransas Pass and uh, down there where they're working on that big plant and she's waiting on them to call her to go over to chenere but uh Jacob uh had worked uh as um it's one of these places that does lubes and all kinds of stuff you know and they have a, a big you know change out of oil and grease jobs and stuff but anyway he works their pit and um he um he told them, they asked him, they said, Jacob, why don't you come up here? He said, I didn't go to school and get my degree to be a damn lube man. He said, I'm a mechanic and that's it. And uh, so uh, if he worked seven days, um, he uh, brought in uh, $1,700 a week. And um, then they told him, they said, well, you know, you got two days off. You can take Tuesday and Sunday. So he decided he would take uh, the Tuesday and the Sunday and take off. And he made between thirteen and 1400 for that week. he come in and told his mom, he said, you know, Mom, I've really made just as much money working five days a week as I did working seven. And uh, she said, that's good, boo-boo. And uh, so uh, he rocked on. And I was telling Caleb, uh, Caleb said, how much? And I said, he's making between thirteen and fourteen hundred a week. And um uh, I said, Now you figure he's got let's say a five week month. He looked at me and he said, God, he's making more money than I'm making in the plants. Well, I think it's come up about sixty five hundred dollars, you know. I mean that's not, not bad pocket change for an old mechanic. And so he just has tickled his punch, you know. And um uh, but uh you can do all kinds of things and, uh, prevail if you think a certain way. And, um, he had just programmed and programmed and programmed and, um, you know, he, he didn't want all the negativity and, and, um, his, his whole life has changed <laughs> because he's learned, um, uh, how to, um, to use his mind right to create and bring what he wants to pass in his own life. And see this is the thing. I mean, um Elizabeth, uh dadgum, I wish she would weighed when I first started. I don't know what she weighed, but I know it was a hell of a lot more than uh two forty. And um I just felt sorry for her. I mean got you beginning to look like a little you know, bat ball. And um I knew she'd tried to lose weight and nothing would work. And so I explained to her about the insulin block. And I said, Beth, I said, the only way I know to break that is that you'll have to stay at five grams of carbohydrate intake a day. You do your best to just stick with that. You eat anywhere between four and six times a day, every two and a half hours. And so she said, "Okay, Gee." And so we got her to stop, and she started. It took a month—well, four weeks—for it to start showing up. And every time she'd tell me she weighed herself, you know, oh, "I ain't lost no weight," and I said, "Beth, don't give me that crap. I know damn good and well you—well, I didn't weigh." I said, "Well, you know, you're never gonna know what your progress is." If you don't, take and go get on the scales and at least take a look. And um, she had, uh, man, I mean, she dropped two or three dress and pant sizes. And uh, she told me, she said, well, I weighed the other day. I was 220. I said, well, you may be 220. I said, baby, but you ain't going to be there long. Because she's lost enough that everybody is seeing that gorgeous good looking gal that was hid inside of that fat body and um teaching her how to think and uh how to overcome
2: the um uh, it uh, is how you you have to uh um uh, There there is just something that has to be done, but see she had to become more than a believer. She had to be a
3: doer. And when she became the doer, she had to stick with it, sometimes like in a program. And eventually it started showing up. Her arms are half the size that they were. Um she's lost just about all of her, her tummy and um that uh, she's got to wear, she can wear clothes that her mother can't wear, that's too tight for her mother. And, uh, I mean, Beth is coming on, you know.
2: But see,
3: same scenario, you're using a scriptural concept to control and, and, you know, direct your life. And uh, that is the same thing with a prayer. Uh, it's like a person, uh, if I can't get them to,
2: uh, um, well, that doesn't necessarily work, number seven.
3: Uh, take any day of the week as your pig out day to keep the other six in line. See, once you drop and you create the basal hey, metabolism. Hey, Mamie, you that thing on chew you, man. As, as you begin to uh, uh, cause the basal metabolism rate to increase, um, what happens is that your body turns into a literal fat burning machine. And uh, I remember uh, years ago when uh, I, Eva, Dr. Eva Sneed, had uh, turned me on to Robert Atkins, and then I started doing the research, and then eventually I wrote a book myself, and. Um, What uh, the basal metabolism rate does, the reason you, if you break out and pig out that one day, you'll blow that basal metabolism rate back out of whack, and you'll have to take another three to four days just to get it stabilized back at that burning mode. But uh, you can tell it's working because all of a sudden they'll have halitosis like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, as a matter of fact, in medical ter- circles, uh, we call it goat shit breath because I mean to tell you, it smells just like, I mean, something crawled up somewhere and died and you're breathing it out. And, uh, but after, uh, it goes through that period, um, um, she's done seeing that she's lost so much on this five grams a day carbs. Uh, now her fat content and her, uh, calorie uh, content, I explained to her, I said, Dr. Herman Toller explained calories don't count. That's just a unit of measure uh, to do work, let's say, at sea level to raise the temperature of one degree Fahrenheit. And I said, so uh, this crap on calories, I said, these people are not thinking it through. They've they got so damn many degrees that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Um, uh, I'd rather go and see a general practitioner than I had a specialist. Uh, because 9 out of 10, most specialists don't know how to put the rest of the body together. I mean, they've they got one little area, and that's it. But that general practitioner, man, he's got to have a, a, a working view on all of that. And um, um, yeah, the ketones will start kicking up, and, um, and uh, a ketosis-type diet. I mean, if you watch... Uh, your your um, your pH strips um you'll get a nice purple and uh, boy when that purple's going i mean to tell you you're dropping weight i lost 52 pounds one time in 82 days and i was eating over 3000 calories a day and um uh, but i was down at 5 grams and uh after i hit a certain level and i had basically dropped the amount of weight that i wanted I started raising my carbs up. You know, I'd raise them up, uh, let's say i went, um, been going 5 grams all this time. Within well, next week I'd go to 10. And I may stay at um, 10 grams for 2 or 3 weeks. And uh, if I was still dropping way more than I wanted to and I was starting to go too low, then I'd increase it up, let's say, 15 grams to that next week. And I might do that for 2 or 3 weeks in a row. And, um, man, I mean, I could lose weight. I remember the first time I'd done it and I started eating every two and a half hours, Be looked at me and shook her head. She said, there is no way you're going to lose weight doing that. Seven days later, I dropped 14 pounds. And the, uh, internal med spec out at, uh, Bamsey, which is at, uh, uh, at Beach Pavilion at that time at Fort Sam, he come in and he says, um, I'm a doctor, and I'm telling you, that kind of diet will kill you. I looked at him and I said, Doc,
2: I went through nursing school, and I can guarantee you, I know more about nutrition than you do. I said,
3: You don't have but four hours of nutrition training through your entire doctorate program. I said, Me. I've got bunches of hours. And then, you know, with 91 Charlie, 96 Delta, you know, different things like that. And so the PA program was just then coming online, and and um, I had maxed the Washington State Board of Medicine, and I should have went on down and challenged the uh, California Board, but I really wanted to get back home, and B and I had been gone so long till, uh we, we headed on back. But uh, the fact of it is, is that he looked at me then, and he said, Well you you're you you are gonna kill yourself on that diet. I looked at him, and I said, Well doc I guess I'll die young, good looking and happy. Mm-hmm. And he, it just blew him away. He said, But you're not listening to me. I said, Doc, where well, you're correct, I'll listen to you. But where well, you don't know your butt from holding around. <laughs> doc, I'm gonna let you go out there and follow the damn diet you want. I said, You wanna look at all them lard ass doctors running around over yonder? I said, now they know that doctor and that nutrition training that you keep trying to tell me about. I said, do you really think what they're doing and what you were taught in school works? Well, uh, uh, I said, that's what I thought. You don't have to answer. I wouldn't know the answer. And so we went on, you know, and, and I was blessed and prospered. But uh, uh, for some reason, I had triggered an increase in weight and um It just, uh, man, I mean, um, I'd competition coon hunt, you know, and walk at night um, in the woods and things like that, you know, a lot of walking. And uh, it just would not drop that weight. And um, as I began to learn with, uh, let's say, uh, Atkins, I was using silver programming with it. And uh, that combination, man, I mean, I just peeled that stuff off. had a great time doing it. And um, I learned a lot from it. But um, I had went back and done all the research with William Harvey and Dr. Um, um, William Banting in 1856. and um, Or William Banting and Dr. William Harvey in 1856. And that's where the low-carb diet started. Um, and it came right on down, and uh, then Blake Donaldson, Alfred Pennington, Gilmer Stephenson, I mean, then numerous doctors after that, and finally Atkins came in and done a brilliant job, and he was a cardiologist, but he was having to deal with people that uh, had diabetic uh, complications, and so he started studying to see how to bring that under control, and we knew that if you had a person that was a diabetic and they were kind of out of whack in their diet, that um, if uh, we could drop them down to 30 grams a day, uh, we could basically control uh, their diabetes. Well, the unique thing was is that diabetics and high carbohydrate intake also
2: increase the incidence of um uh, of, uh, Damn it. Damn it. Um. Seizures. Epileptic seizures. You start dropping them down on the carbohydrate scale, then damn seizures will go away.
3: And so I mean there's a lot of things uh that you can you can go to. A stroke, um, you might use um the um the uh beat root wine recipe that we gave and uh, just the only thing I'd say is that when you make it up and you make it up like I did, I'd make up a gallon at a time because that's basically what it would work out to uh, when I got through, you know, fixing it and um, I'd put in basically a quart of the actual juice and then I'd just take um, a gallon of uh, um, Rossi um, Sangria uh, and, and dump it in there and fill up that gallon. And then uh, But I made sure that I had at least six whole-juiced lemons. And uh, it probably wouldn't hurt to jack that on up to, say, even eight. And the reason is, is the ascorbic acid, the natural ascorbic acid, will help prevent um, any uh, gout formations, or crystalline formations in the muscle bones, toes, hands, etc. Uh, but if you'll take a shot glass a day uh, and do that for a week or so and just kind of see how you're going to do with it, uh, it'll start opening up the arteries and veins and the heart and the brain, etc. And um, see, there is a um, an artery that feeds up the back of the neck to the brain. And if that thing gets plugged up, it decreases the um, the oxygen flow rate and uh, that beat wine due to the nitric I- uh, oxide that's uh, formed by it it'll start opening the arteries and the veins back up and you can restore brain function similar to what you could do using disodium EDTA editate and let's say an IV chelation form and uh, you can do a lot of things to help people if you know what in the crap you're doing my dad had a uh,
2: Well, if you fix that stuff up, just sip on a shot glass a day and give it a test
3: drive and see uh, what happens to you. I think you'll find it's kind of like people with Alzheimer's or dementia. You can start increasing their their coconut, uh, raw coconut oil, um, you know, the unprocessed organic style. And uh, let's say a shot glass of that beet juice a day. And, friend, let me tell you something. You'll be amazed at how much you can turn uh, turn them people around. You can bring them back to where they got all their faculties. It may because I may be uh, moving this mic away from my, my mouth. Here, let me uh, lay it down.
2: Let's hope that that there will do the trick for you. You sound pretty clear, brother.
0: sounds
3: good sounds good can you hear that uh air conditioner running in the
2: background no sir all right all right sounds real good <coughs> i um uh, i noticed the other night um i started getting that flame back in my throat and um So I took
3: me a big dose of, uh, I go up, I use up to six drops of the oregano oil, therapeutic, full strength, 100%, you know, um, um, essential oil. And I put that in at least a teaspoon um, of raw coconut oil as a carrier. And I'll hold it in my mouth, let's say a minute, two minutes, and I'll feel it go to spreading, you know, through the salivary glands and the throat and different things. And then I'll 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 go to swallowing a little bit of it at a time. And uh brother, it don't take but a little bit because that oregano will knock out fungus and yeast big time and bacteria as well. And see, that's a lot of what's going on with people that uh this chemtrail business has caused uh the different types of uh of flame and congestion in the lung. uh there for a while um uh, i um uh, uh god if you go back and you'll listen to some of those calls man i was barking and hacking i mean like nobody's business you know and um everything we tried nothing worked and um I was listening to Coast to Coast and there was a black man that come on that one night and he was telling about what he did to cure himself of that same type of lung condition. And um, he even referred to a horse that he had and that had uh, gotten uh, that real bad uh, lung condition. And um, I'll tell you how bad it
2: got. It got to the point that when I would breathe especially out, I had this weird smell that I could smell all the
3: time. And what it was, it was coming out of my lungs. And um, once I started using this here, man, all of a sudden my sense of taste and smell came back, and I don't breathe that that weird smell anymore. Um, And so everything's turned around. And um, they had uh, called me to the VA up at uh, Pineville in uh, Central Louisiana, and uh, so I went up to the main there, and uh, the pulmonologist was there, and they'd done a scan on me, and done the uh, blow test and so forth. And the lady looked at me and she said, "Man, she said, boy, you have tremendous air volume, and you don't have any any blockages or anything." And I told her, I said, "Ma'am, I said, I'm telling you, I mean, I have been like this off and on. I said, but every now and then this." This other mess would come. I said, but uh, um, I would do, you know, certain things, and it would would knock it back. And uh, so um, I told them, I said, you're wasting your money sending me to that terminologist in Port Arthur. Um, And uh, they said, well, are you sure? I said, I'm telling you. I said, it's a waste of time. I said, all them people look at is dollars and cents and bottom line. I said, they're not interested in curing or healing the damn thing, and you all know that uh, they don't believe in curing in this country. I mean, that's that's just the way the program runs. There's no money in cures, only money in treating symptoms. And I said, but the fact of it is, is hell, they ain't even doing that worth crap. And um, I said, few people. Um, you, you need to turn this thing back around and put it in-house. And um, I said, uh, they said well, uh, we we can't uh, do certain things. I said, I'll tell you what, go hire a bunch of 96 Delta Green Beret team medics. Give them the power to fire and hire. I said, I guarantee you in about 45 to 60 days, we'll have that thing running ship shape because uh, we'll make that a military hospital. And uh, they're some of the best doctors in the world, and you've got some of them from the VA here. Uh, all we need to do is to keep the ones that really have the skills and um, and that are doing the work, uh, reward them. The rest of them suckers, hell, yonder's a door, man. Go find you a J-O-B and a Cracker Jacks factory, you know. And they started laughing. I said, you laughed. I said, but you better look around the United States. I said, these big hospitals are, are hiring Green Berets right now that are team medics. And I said, uh, and they're hiring and firing doctors on the basis. They can go through and tell you what kind of qualifications they got. They said, well, how would y'all learn that? I said, we had to learn all of that. I said, man, I got the skills. I can put your face back together on plastic surgery. I mean, hell, I know how to amputate legs and do all kinds of stuff. We were taught this kind of mess. And um, I said, the thing of it is, is that, The less cutting I can do, um, and and I used it with horses and stuff. I mean, they'd get cut and tear in a horse, man. I'm telling you, you go to putting stitches or sutures in a horse, you're going to create a scar, period. And so, um, what I would do is I'd trim the rips and tears off, you know, with the surgical scissors, and um, um, I'd use what they called a uh, a turpentine-based, uh, red liniment oil, and, uh, they're getting to where they don't want to sell that anymore, and so, uh, then I would get, uh, um, Chris O.D., which comes in a little pint can, and it's not cheap, and, uh, you take, uh, Susan Foster, uh, had been a, um, a horse, uh, groomer and so forth, and, you know, competition, uh, thoroughbred racing, and she was telling me that what they would do if a horse had, uh, you know, a uh, uh, real bad infection in the frog in their foot, they'd put five drops in a five-gallon bucket of water, and they'd put that horse's foot down in that bu- that bucket and let him soak there. And so what I would do is I would take and I'd create, uh, um, you know, say, a five-gallon bucket of spray, and I'd wipe the horse or wash her down, you know, real good, and, and uh, I'd get the sprayer, and I'd tell Shawnee, I said, every time you come out, I said, you just kind of shoot this around there because it's a disinfectant as well. And um, I said, "Uh, it'll knock that out. We never had a fly get on any of those animals that I had to work on. And uh, Moondancer, when she slipped uh, that one time down at the main gate and slipped off in that, uh, that, she went over the edge of the uh, uh, the, uh, the culvert bridge down there and it's got these big 12 by 12 chrisso tops on them and that was slick and she stepped on it and slid off in there but when she went to come out there was a net wire it was over the top and you know a horse if they get caught in the wire they go to jerking and uh man it stripped the meat and bone or the flesh i mean down to the bone on that one leg god it looked terrible. I looked at that and I told Shawnee, I said, Greedy. I said, I'm good, but I'm here to tell you if I try to sew that up it ain't gonna work. And so uh <coughs> excuse me. We uh, took and I trimmed it out and spread it out and then I would take um uh, the uh, the the red oil that we had and um uh, I would uh coat it Put it on there, kind of like taking, if you don't have any of that, use coal oil. You know, get you some K1 kerosene, what they call a coal oil. And you can saturate a cloth. Don't don't make it heavy wet. Just saturate it and, and squeeze it out and lay it over that and stretch it out over your cut. And um, it'll make it regrow and uh, it'll start stretching the skin back out. Man, she don't to really have a scar at all. And uh, she had like a foot and a half rip down that one leg on the inside. And, uh, I mean, it was horrendous looking. And uh, so we took and done those things. Uh, um, uh, we just done the things that uh, uh, they can. you you got to talk it. You've got to speak to it. you got to tell that horse. you got to tell that dog. you got to tell that child. You, you tell that situation. I mean, you're curing it with your words. Um, you you're overcome by the words of your mouth, or you tell your better at one of the two. I mean, the choice is yours, the power of the tongue. But you had to think it before you could speak it. And so uh, that's true. We uh, In mind lab, we would do uh, meditative thought, and we literally could alter the DNA uh, by thought.
2: That's MJ there. Yeah, he's number five. Yeah, see that number, that one one ago that was six,
3: said MJ here. When he started talking down later on, I knew it couldn't be MJ because MJ don't talk like that. (laughs) But uh, anyway, MJ, how's your mama doing?
0: You there m j
2: yeah, they have a particular training program it's called self talk and um man, I
3: remember when that guy came out with that, that must have been what uh Somewhere around nineteen ninety, ninety one or two, uh he had a self
2: talk program. He was a medical doctor and um uh, it's kinda like when I would teach Dana the um study habits by Frank Barnes.
3: I taught her how to go back and use it every so often to refresh. And she still does it to, to this day. And, um, hell, she had a full honor scholarship in biogenetics. She didn't have to take an entrance exam to get in the university or nothing. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we taught her to do that. Um, and, um, well, that sounds wonderful. But what you can do is you can take those those tapes by Neville Goddard and put them to where your mother, when she's asleep or going to sleep in the evening. You could put several of them on and let them run back-to-back. Back. And this teaching will filter into her subconscious mind. And um, it may take a little bit, but because the mind is open, and see, during World War II, uh, we found that um, uh, in sleep learning that uh, guys could be sound asleep on radio watch, and yet the next morning uh, when Tokyo Rose had come on, they could tell you verbatim what she had said. And, uh, yeah, he answered me, he said, I have peace and quiet tonight. The house is empty, save me. It's wonderful.
2: I imagine it is, bless
3: his heart. Uh, and let uh, me tell you something, there's that, a time when you've got people all around, and especially if you're having to deal with somebody, oh, uh, man, I mean,
2: you can't help but, uh, uh,
3: you can't help but, uh, want to be calm, you know, and, and find that peaceful spot there for a while. I guess that's why we used to like to go fishing, to sit down on the river bank there and pop a cricket out there or a worm man and go to catching them chinky pins or sockele, a white perch, black crappie, you know, things like that. and. Um, having us a good time because we could contemplate and uh, and relax all at the same time.
2: Jim, you got anything you want to throw in there? I mean, um, I I think what we're doing really is reinforcing
3: um, the ability to to bring our good to pass. It's just, you know, hearing it, Uh, thinking about it. uh, I know some of them, we were listening to them, and uh, one, of the, one of the shrinks that was on this program, he said the biggest problem that people have is that they have been programmed with negativity so long that it takes a little bit before they can get to where they can even hear what it is you're saying. And then they can hear it enough that they believe in it and they'll begin to act on it. Well, look at the woman with the issue of blood. She said within herself, if I touch, I will be made whole. Who done the talking? She did. She was following the principle right there.
2: Got you, MJ. Yeah, White Wolf, uh, MJ is on the phone. It's California. Hey, bless him.
3: Um, it may be Gil and them. Who knows? Gil's a fine man, too, out right there in California. And uh, Gary uh, Emmons, uh, MJ's brother-in-law, uh, he's another one gets in there. Uh, that Denise. She's going to get in the game. And uh, quite a few of them uh, are, are starting to work on this.
5: Can did you did guys you let... hear me?
3: I got you. Five by five. Go ahead.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was. Actually, I'm calling in through Skype, so I never know how it's going to do it. Yeah, man, Jesus said, be ye, you know, in those days you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And yep. so knowing the truth is just part of the game. Doing the truth mm-hmm. is what sets you free, you know? Yep. Then you become you the living word. If you don't because know the it word you allowed.
3: don't do it, it can't set you free because you didn't follow the instructions. You are absolutely correct.
5: So he says, who, who are your, who is your, who's your brothers and sisters? Who, who's your family? He said, my family's the one who does the will of God, and, and that's yeah, interesting because you know when you look at like uh, the mafia, it's funny because the mafia run their families sort of like in the same kind of model as you read in the Bible because they don't let anybody in that family unless they earn trust, and they consider yeah. their family not so much to be flesh and blood, but rather the whom they can trust. You know that's
2: head. it Who d- whoa there we go
3: Well, I lost the computer and lights went out and i guess it's a good thing i'm on the cell phone because uh um i hadn't heard a popping snapping. it's been raining off and on today but um uh, um we just lost all power down here so
5: uh oh man
3: but that's okay they all good and uh, Jim, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go ahead and chunk it to you because I gotta be able to. Let me uh, see if I can find some light here, right quick.
5: So, well, oh happy Father's Day. Day. Happy Father's Day to you, men. Happy Father's Day to you, men. The. Uh, um, I know for me, I'm sitting here in the house alone, and it's like it's like oh, it's paradise, man. I got the house to myself. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna get me some good sleep tonight. I tell you that's for sure. You know. I intend on doing
3: the same thing, MJ. Um i I have had so much company all day long, you know, well for since five o'clock uh, Saturday and uh, Shawnee and I had made that cured meat and uh, so we had one of our um cured smoked uh, prepared uh pastramis, uh today and then, you know, other things to go with it and and um um, Everybody was all good. We didn't have to do any major cooking, just a little bit, you know, some yellow mm-hmm. squash, uh, country style, the way they fix it with butter and so forth, and
5: oh yeah, and
3: some um, uh, steamed uh, tender green beans. And man, I'm here to tell you, and then we had our own coleslaw. It's uh, more of a mm-hmm. kind of like a Long John Silver style,
4: mm-hmm. but
3: uh, different things. I'm like you. I just enjoyed the day and uh but i'm gonna back out because i'm telling you it's pitch dark here i'm running by the light now of my flashlight i see a light up above <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. but Close anyway eyes,
5: brother you'll be
3: fine <laughs> <laughs> you bet well look happy father's day to you too uh and thank all the rest you. of you gang it's on the on the deal um, um i thank you for for y'all coming and uh Jim, uh, if you will, uh, you might better grab this dog by the tail and, and see if you want to redirect him or whatever. I remember Comanche Bell, I'd be hunting, and uh, we called Mom Bell the long distance operator. Uh, you turn her loose, and she'd go out and make about a quarter mile circle, and she'd come back. And uh, she'd walk up to you, you know, and she'd look at you and just dance, and you know, and you'd better say, Good girl, Bell. Okay, go on back out she'd go out about half mile that time and uh she come back at you she looked at you and son let me tell you something if Mom bill hadn't found a coon in a half a mile circle you better put her on a lead because she would go find you one i don't care if he was five miles away and but uh anyway uh I'm going to turn it loose to you and let y'all kind of do what it is you need. And uh, like I said, if you want that dog to hunt long range, that's your business. I'm going to catch y'all later. Y'all have a good one. Shalom, prosper, and be in good health. You'll die. Thank you again, MJ. Same oh, to
1: you, thank you. Happy Father's Day to you. We love you now.
3: Same to you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I was listening to, you know, where it says in the scripture, it says, if You know, now that, you know, man is able to perceive or see, nothing shall be impossible unto him. Yes. That's the same as our consciousness is that Christ that chrismed aspect within us. Our imagination, whatever we imagine and hold up, whether it be good or bad, that is the Christ, the God, the Creator, that's within us. And whatever we call it, it becomes. It's that divine consciousness that's within us. Whatever we perceive, nothing is impossible unto us, whether it be good or whether it be bad. And any, you know, people have a tendency to make God a man And God is not a man. He dwells in the body of man, but he is not a man. Because the very scripture says God is not a man that he should lie. He's that energy, that, that divine presence that's within us. He's the very life of us. We are him in actuality.
5: We are just the another of fragment the of his life. That, what? What's that uh, Elton John song? He said, "I'm just another fragment of your life to wander free." I like yes. that line. Yep.
2: We are the
1: Creator' invisible manifestation, and whether we speak in agreement and divine truth. According to the law set forth from the divine nature that is, or if we choose to step off the how can I put it and get off into our own stinking thinking, we end up with the curse. But we, whatever we hold up is what becomes. And hey,
5: Jim. Jim, yeah. I was, my daughter is um, seventeen, and she she's what you might call an old soul. You know what I mean by that. She just you, you talk to some young people, and you feel like you're talking to a forty year old, you know, or you know someone who is very has got white hairs, very wise, you know. And she's wiser at seventeen than most adults, and I mean most adults that I have contact with. I. I just can't hardly believe some of the things come out of her mouth. And we had a a really high high level conversation the other day about uh creation and how the tongue can set on fire the course of nature and how we can speak death or we can speak life and and literally that a lot of people just accept that um that their mother and fathers and their grand, grandmother grandfather's DNA is um, genetically flawed so they're going to perhaps get some kind of disease but the scriptures tell us that we have the power to set on fire the course of nature and it, they also say be ye renewed, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so we have the power to, to cure any DNA uh, flaws um, just by the words that we speak and the, and the, um, the mind that we hold the thoughts that we uphold um yeah. so it, that takes work though right be yeah, feeling well, whatever, we,
1: whatever we call it it becomes
5: mm-hmm. and
1: like you said the power is in the word i mean we have to think it before we say it because out of the heart or the mind the mouth will speak but once we speak it out you know we verbalize it out in that vibratory aspect I mean it goes into uh starts manifesting immediately, oh yes, sir,
5: so so you know it's a law, it's a law in the forms of of man's law in society that the maker of a misdeed. Uh, takes the liability of what is created. That's called a constructive trust. Well, if we speak out I am, and then we place anything negative behind I am, we are, we are constructing a negative trust, and the judgment is immediate. And whoever takes the Lord's name in vain is not held guiltless. So, you know, so that judgment comes immediately. So anything after I am should be positive, Right.
1: Well yes, sir, the, the the his name that is forever is I am.
5: That's right. They'll
1: say it's Jesus or God. No it's not. It's I am. I am is every possibility that you can imagine. That's well he said
5: that these things fit. were done from the foundation of the world, so it was finished it was finished before the foundation of the world, so that means all states and being exists prior to to anything coming into so so anything that is happening spiritually evolution is happening in the spirit as you know i i'm not so sure i can get down with evolution as darwin taught it but certainly spiritually speaking i can i can understand that you know so you know as the minds are are becoming more and more aware um and, and starting to exercise truth, you can see a um, a spiritual um, evolving towards, towards the redemption of the body, you know?
1: Well, yes, sir, like you were talking about. I don't agree with the Darwin theory either.
5: Right. I
1: know people say that, but I agree with the sound and the vibratory aspect. I mean, just by sound, you can see at different levels, the higher tones or lower tones, the the different patterns it makes. And and that's just sound, but it brings it into a visible manifestation,
2: you know, something we could see.
1: It's through that vibratory aspect of us that the creator's put within us. You know, he connects the 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 mouth with the mind because you can you can sit there in your mind, be saying quotes in your mind, and you can feel your vocal
5: cords moving. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you can. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I'm one of those readers. Go ahead.
1: I said they go, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, they go hand in hand. And, and what does the, the Messiah teacher say? If you thought it, you might as well have done it. Because that's in actuality, right. As a this,
5: that's right.
1: Yeah, because exactly. because you thought it, you put it into manifestation, whether it was verbalized or not. But by bringing it into manifestation, by you verbalizing it, uh, how can I say it? it, solidifies it. You know what I mean? It makes it yeah. firm. Because your thought, as long as it's a thought form, you can turn around and cancel that out, or move it out of the way. But once you speak it out or verbalize it out, you solidified that, whether it be good or bad. You caused it to to rush into manifestation.
5: That's right. That's exactly right. So the moving the moving force. So the man's not defiled by what goes in his mouth or his mind. A man is defiled which comes out of his mouth or yes, what he, what yes, he puts into action, right?
1: Yes, sir. That's what it says in the Matthew I believe it's in uh Matthew and Mark. It's not what yes, it's, it's not in the gospel
5: somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he said it's there's nothing outside of a man. If there's nothing outside of a man that can defile him, that's a devil, demon or anything. Because there's no such thing as that. It's when it's what comes out of us, such as an evil eye, lasciviousness, uh, you know, and all those things. That's what defiles the man. We're causing it to happen. We're verbalizing it into reality.
5: Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because cause um, I've been on to this idea re- uh, recently that Whatever we blame, we give power over our lives. So if somebody says, for instance, the devil made me do it, well, then that being that said that is literally giving power to some kind of, uh, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, It, it's an entity that they're creating in their mind. So it's very real to them because they've created it. So it's a real uh, form, a spiritual form that they themselves have now manifest in their life and they've given all power over to it because if somebody can make you do something then you're a slave to it, right? Yes,
1: sir. Even the scripture, even in the beginning it says there's only one power and that is good, good and very good. That's God and if there's only one power, there there's no way there could be two powers. The only difference is it's a misuse are of lack of understanding of that power that's just like me being an electrician i'm not i mean i can do certain things but me putting two wires together i have to have a positive and negative to make a circuit but if i put two positives together i'm gonna blow something up <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh-huh. i just rewired i just had to rewire uh I had to build a bedroom for my mom to move in, and I had to do rewire some electricity. And I and I uh, I did I did a a three way switch, and uh, and and my fingers got a little bit too close to the black wire. And I well, quick, you know real touch, quick. Don't touch the black wire. You know.
1: <laughs> Dad, you notice it was black. That hidden aspect that's alive. What does right. the creator say? I dwell in. Total darkness,
5: thick darkness. Yes,
1: yes. And, but he let you know he was there. <laughs>
5: oh yeah, I well, learned real quick. Stay away from the black wire, you know. <laughs> but there's a, right, there's a
1: right way that we can boldly go to the throne of grace. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm yes.
4: just.
1: It's just. I mean, it's a mighty thing. It's just like in in the Old Testament where it says in there you know now that man that can perceive and see that's talking about imagine in his mind or see within his mind why nothing shall be impossible unto him he's become as one of us he's become a god he understands now he's got to guard over that male female principle because that that female principal is going to give him everything he's asking for. What, whether and she don't distinguish whether, excuse me, whether it's good or bad. She just says, "Hey, he's saying he wants it, and I'm going to give it to him."
5: And yeah, that, it's it, funny because that's how I see Genesis one. Genesis one is the is the spiritual creation. It's the thought form that's happening in emotion, in emotion and thought, which is the spiritual creation in mind. And Genesis two is the actual formation in in matter, and you know, and then you see, and God breathed into Adam, and he became a living soul. So you have the breathing is intuition and or imagination, which is uh, granted unto man, and so. You know, when you look at today, this is what my daughter and I were talking about this very thing just a couple of days ago and I said, Well, what's the problem today with the world wide web and all of these phones people carry and 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 she's like, Well, people begin to rely on the 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 mind, the intellect of man to resolve all their problems and I said, Exactly. So what are yes. they cutting off? They're cutting off imagination and intuition and they're cutting access, they're training their minds to rely upon a cistern of information a and false, not the actual will, you know, yep, right?
1: Yep. A false god. They're following. You know, it's just like that. What that scripture says that men are going to say, "No, Christ is here. No, Christ is over here. Christ is over there." He said, "You know." He said, "But I tell you, go not out. Don't every don't follow every whim of man." You're going to be tossed to and fro in the sea of life. And then you're not going to know which ends up unless we stray, stay that true course. You know what I'm saying? That and, Yeah. And, and that scripture keeps coming back to me over and over and over again. You know, where where people say, well, you know, Father, I've served you. I did this and I did that and I did this and this. And, right. and then he says, nevertheless, I still have somewhat against you. And, he said, and they, they're like, well, what is it? And he says, thou hast forgotten thy first love, thy first estate. You know, you forgot to look within where I dwell. I dwell in the temple not made with hands. Mm. You, you forgot who you are. You forgot where you came from. I am you. It's and easy you though.
5: Me. It's easy to forget it because it's like Eve. If you look at Eve, if you go up another rung and you look at God as Adam, and you look at Eve as mankind, then then you see Eve is being seduced by a political spirit by by a, another wise man that's come along and offering, you know, mankind you know all of these benefits as if you know this political spirit can take care of of mankind <laughs> and so she's got her eyes pointed out into the materialistic world to to take care of her materialistic needs and and so therefore it's just like you said she's forgotten her first love and so well,
4: that,
1: you know, that's true. the man has forgotten his first love
5: the is- when I say when I say Eve, I'm talking. I'm looking at Eve as mankind and Adam as God. So you see that, uh, like the the first cause or the primal cause, because this is ye are all children of the Most High God. So when I look at at one of the one of the outworkings of Adam and Eve, is Adam being God, God, the, the totality of the Godhead, and Eve being mankind. You know.
1: Um well I understand, but the Eve is the, the the mother of all
5: life. That's where exactly the mother right. Exactly right. Exactly right. the mother, that's beautiful. That's that's really nice because it just shows that we have we have an act to play in creation and we can bring forth desolate children. I think that's Isaiah fifty four one. Or you know, we can bring forth children of life, you know. we 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 have the ability to create. We're co-creators in God.
1: No, I, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is uh, the the world system is doing everything it, it can to destroy the feminine aspect.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. And the feminine aspect, which is Sophia, wisdom and understanding. Mm-hmm and she's also the mother of all life that she brings it about you know uh sure the man is there the, the creative aspect uh but he it cannot really do anything without the 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 woman the feminine aspect she's the one that really does the creation i mean it's yeah, because both. she's the
5: one who birthed it she births it, you know, I mean, if you look at the four rivers, I, I look at the, uh, you have emanation, creation, formation, and action. And if you look at the, the world of formation is the world of emotion, and then the world of creation is the world, world of mind. And these, these male and female aspects that are resident in all beings then birth the action, you know, which is in the world of matter. And uh, so that's that's really what the uh, the four rivers that flow out from the one the the one river parts into four. You know that's Genesis one right there, and it's just telling you about life. You know, but just understanding these these means for which we can co create because man's really kind of an interesting being because we really stand in the middle of two worlds. We you know have stand in the world of matter, and then we have a foot in the world of spirit. Um, it's our choice you know we
2: are that,
1: we are that event horizon that everybody's looking for. You know everybody's talking about uh oh uh, um, you know we're we're gonna go out to meet this and this and that no what's happening is we're going out to meet ourselves.
5: thank you. The treasure, like you know that that uh Nicholas Cage movie where um it was um national treasure or something like that, uh yeah, national treasure, where they're like searching for this massive golden treasure and the keys of the the hints are left in the declaration, and they go through this whole thing. the real yeah. treasure, the the unbelievable treasure the 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 hidden mystery that the knight's temporal, Templars were digging under Solomon's temple. I mean, it's like if you can hear the language, you start to hear the symbols, and you know the treasure they found. They found themselves. They found the seed of the soul. Oh,
4: uh, yes, you
5: know, and they took that knowledge back to Rome and buried it, quickly got rid of it. You know? <laughs> well,
1: They found out that they could that whatever they spoke or could perceive within themselves, and they lay hold on it and hold on to it, that it would manifest. That's why. Yeah, that's what I think
5: the digging is all about, yes.
1: Oh, yes, Yeah. that's why the system is the way it is now. We've got some corrupt individuals in there that think that money is the only thing in this world and power. I mean, he said the sun shines on the wicked as well as the righteous. But the thing is, uh, I mean, we're going to be weighed in the balances, you know, like it says. Many, many tickle your farsens. Which means you've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. I mean, sure that they have wealth and prosperity, I mean they know how to believe to a certain extent, but they take it beyond that where it becomes greed and power, and then they they forget that about their fellow man and one of the commandments is to love your neighbor as yourself. They they don't yes. love their neighbor, they have no uh uh how can I put it? No empathy or anything for their neighbor. They would just soon kill them and get them out of the way, to where they can obtain any and everything they desire.
5: Yeah, it's funny that you said that. Um, uh, um, if you ever seen the movie Avatar, which I highly recommend, Avatar is a fantastic movie. When you because it's showing you very deep level uh, things of the scripture. But, you know, it's showing you through the story, you know, it's a great movie. But one of the the materials, the elements that they were looking for was something called unobtainium, (laughs) which I thought was priceless. (laughs) uh, I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Thirteen-Petaled Rose, Um, and um, it's written by Aiden Steinsaltz, S-T-E-I-N-S-A-L-T-Z, and uh, the thirteen petaled rose, fantastic book. It's just, it, it's really, really is a. It, uh, is, it huh?
1: to, is it leaning to the elixir?
5: Well, it's 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 a discourse on on the um, the light body, the Merkabah, as well as um, mm-hmm. the the four rivers, which uh, the one the one river which parts in the Ford Eden, and it goes into the metaphysical, returns the keys, so that you can really kind of understand. What's being said there in regard to your own daily existence? So, you know, once you understand how the how to create in the that are our, our, the world of action which man is rooted in creates um, spiritual forms in the world of formation and um, yeah. in, in the higher realms, we we have abilities to to manifest spirit forms, and and once you understand how that's done, then you can really get a handle on. You know how those that are um, they understand understand the spiritual laws, but they do it for uh, for negative means. That like an event like nine eleven, what kind of impact that has on the the world psyche, and and what kind of international like I, I'm going to use the word demon, but you understand what I'm really what I'm really saying is a negative spiritual form, which unfortunately. Those that don't don't understand the the spiritual laws fall prey to because they they mm-hmm. fall under that spell, you know, right?
1: Yes, sir. Did you see Did you see that movie? I, I I'm not sure if it came out yet. It should have come out. I mean, I got the movie already, but I don't
5: think it's out yet.
2: Uh, oh, what movie? Uh, A
5: Wrinkle in Time. No, I haven't seen it. No, I have not yeah. seen that. Is that uh, Is that uh um? oh, what was the guy, the guy that wrote Narnia? Is it the same guy? Was it like based on the Narnia series, or is this a just, just another, uh, just no, something totally got, different?
1: It's got Oprah, Winf- Oprah Winfrey in it, and okay. Reese Witherspoon. I mean, I have it. And I'm telling you, if you listen to what they're saying from the very beginning, i mean listen to what they're saying in the movie, and
4: if you uh-huh. watch
1: the background, brother, you talk about an eye-opening experience. everything white Wolf and us has been talking about for these past fifteen, 20 years, I mean i I'm telling you it, and it is I mean, from the feminine aspect to the mind aspect to the how you can literally, from a physical form. I mean, that's why they call it a wrinkle in time, that you can go have the spiritual body to go into a different dimension. I'm just telling. If you can,
5: oh, I'll check. T- I'll check it out. Thanks for that. Because you know, I mean, basically, it's funny how life is. About a year ago, I was at a uh, at a bagel shop with a uh, friend of mine. We were just getting a cup of coffee. We were sitting outside talking. And, and and a um, a guy was sitting uh, one table over with his daughter, and, and he overheard our conversation. And he got up, and he came over to the table and sat down, and he said, you men know a little bit about what you're talking about, but you don't understand that there are light workers and there are dark workers and that both of those that work in the light and those who work in the dark – are using the exact same spiritual laws. It's just that they're doing it with different intent. They're they're creating in the spiritual, in the world of formation, different spiritual entities. And at that point, I could not hear him. I wasn't prepared to really hear what this man had said to me. Now, I, I you know I have a photographic memory. I can remember things back to when I was two years old. So. I mean, those words are ringing in my in my ears now because I realize we have the power in our mouth and in our deeds to create good. But if we use it, if we're careless with it, we can really bring a lot of negativity into our lives. You know, and so I'm talking to my daughter the other day, and she says, "Well, Dad, how can you protect yourself against someone else?" And I said, "Rachel, uh." No one else can curse you. The, the only thing they can do is lay a stumbling block in front of you, but they can't actually curse you. I agree so,
1: with that. To see, uh, you know, Scripture says we're all connected, we're all one, and that's true. But yet we're individualized to the point of thought, you know, where one person... It, it, I'll use this for an example. Like you were talking about about the bad entities and the good entities. It's like yeah. those that come on the call, like Roddy K and others. You know, their intentions are to do bad. No, there's no spiritual uh, entity out there causing that. Right. That's that's their own thoughts of their own mind. That's causing that because. Thoughts are things.
5: Remember, yes.
1: Uh, uh, Hermes Trismegistus, his son Tat. Uh, yes. Thought means thoughts are things. They they manifest, and you got the negative workers, which they know the truth. Like they said, the devils also believe. They believe, but their intentions are still evil.
3: Do you know what I'm saying?
1: That's right.
5: Yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But a
1: lot of a lot of people have a tendency, and the church is trying to make people think it's some fictitious entity jumping in and out of them that they have to exercise out of, and that's not. It says, no, even the one that they're calling Jesus, he said, you have no power over me if it was not given from above. And he didn't mean from the father above he's talking about from his own mind and thought unless he allowed it they had no power over him and we have that too we have a tendency to step in the spiritual side but then step back in the physical and it's double-mindedness and we can't be that way we have to come from the spiritual aspect of it and bring it into the physical aspect of it and and hold it, you know, from the beginning to the end of that manifestation where there's no, like he says, from Aleph to Tavin, you know, from the beginning to the end of that, where there's no adulteration in the middle. We are spiritual beings in a physical body and we have to walk in that spiritual aspect all the time, even though we're in this physical body. Because if not, we're going to we're going to look to the external and we're going to mess up. And I've been, oh man, Yahweh's been showing a lot of things. He says we have to overcome uriyamasharashi. Masharashi. We have to overcome the world, this three-dimensional aspect. I'm in this world like the creator God is saying, but I'm not of it.
5: Okay, well, here's a well, perfect example.
1: From the beginning to the end, and I have to come from that spiritual aspect and make it conform, make this physical aspect conform to that spiritual. That that way I can say, I and my Father are one.
5: Amen. Well, I mean, we don't want to eat poison. We got a, we got a, a good a mind. We should use it. But remember... It doesn't defile a man what goes in his mouth. It defiles a man which comes out of his mouth. So, you know, if, if I'm eating food, you know, then that food in and of itself is not defiling me. What defiles me, if I accept that that food can cause disease, then that defiles me. The moment I accept disease as a as a possibility in the body, then then I fall to that possibility because there's no death in God. There's no sickness in God. It's just, you know, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So therefore, what defiles me is where my thoughts go and what comes out of my mouth. But if I constantly affirm, like you're saying, health and and, uh, prosperity and love and charity and Long, you know, long suffering and patience—the fruits of the spirit, you know. Then, you know, you're redeemed. You're yeah, redeemed you're, through spiritual practice.
1: You—that's right. You're you're renewing your mind. That word, of, you know, salvation. They need to look up that word salvation. It means the solution. It says Jesus is the salvation. He's the solution that Christ that chrismed aspect that happens within us when that that divine uh sacred secretion it climbs up the the you know the the uh what do you call it the uh, spine that spinal fluid and things that and it goes into the fornix and you know the hippocampus you know what I'm talking about yeah and and when it crosses the uh, you know the 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 what do you call it the
5: pineal striatus and hits the and it, it 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 flips that uh pole and, and rolls back the the stone over the fornix so that yeah uh, what do you call yeah, that
1: ahead. nerves up by the throat uh i can't think of it i know it but i can't think of the name of it right now it goes up that and it, and it sets up in that um uh, what do you call it, for two and a half days, and then it goes forward. What's that?
6: Is it the vagus nerve? The
1: vagus nerve, yes. Thank you so much.
5: You know, it's it's funny. The vagus nerve is also called the Joseph nerve. It's kind of interesting (laughs) because Joseph goes down into Egypt, and it turns out that the vagus nerve, um, serves all the organs in the body. So Joseph serves all of his brothers in Egypt. And and it's funny that there's another nerve that runs parallel to the vagus nerve that goes down into the body but doesn't serve any of the brothers. They call that the Benjamin nerve. <laughs> it's really interesting.
1: Oh, oh yeah, everything that, that's, that those stories are talking about are talking about what's going on within us. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, by us renewing our mind, like out here, they're saying, and you hear a lot of people, they'll tell you their cancer, their sickness, or I've got this or I've got that. I cancel, cancel that out. I don't have anything. God can't be sick, and therefore I cannot be sick either because I and the Father are one and the same, you know. He dwells in me, and I in him.
2: (laughs) So...
6: you know, you know what's funny, Jim, is that if you try to explain how those words play a role in your life, people think you're nuts.
5: Yeah.
1: Well, a lot of people, a lot of people, they they think that at first, but uh, they say, "Well, that ain't what my preacher tells me." I said, "Well," and I, I I'll take the scriptures and I'll, I'll show them this and that. And there, I said, now you got to understand. And I'll show them where it says that my words are spirit, they're mental, and they're life. And he also says the letter of the law, which is talking about the Bible or any other uh, document, it killeth. I said, we are spiritual beings of light in a coat of skin. They said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, doesn't the scripture say that I dwell in the temple not made with hands. God right. dwells in us, and He—we're not made with hands. The Creator made us, you know. And I—it uh, just—you know—I—I I just go through a bunch of different things to where they can get an overall picture. I'm not—I'm not telling them they have to believe that. I just hope that I can spark something in them or you know, to where they can see for themselves and go check it out for themselves because once they see it, they're going to know and they're not going to have no need any man show them after that. Once they see it, they're going to know. Right. I mean, because I used to, in times past, I mean, I was going from this one to that one to that one to that one and not really getting anywhere, just getting more confused. And I was... I was a minister, but then I was going to further the education in a Bible seminary, and the Creator told me not to go. Mm. And I I cried. You you mean
5: uh, a cemetery? Cemetery. You went to the Bible cemetery, right?
1: Well, it is a cemetery. (laughs) Yes, it was. But at the time, I didn't quite understand that. And and (laughs) I, I, I was weeping, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to learn about you and your words. He said, no, you're not. You're learning another man's doctrine, not my true law. And that's true. That was some man that put that together and it wasn't his true law, the way to live, the way to be, the way to do, the way to speak. You know, it's out of our... Out of our being flows rivers of living water. Out of our innermost being. He said, he told me, for me to open my mouth and he will fill it. Not to worry about what they're going to say to me or what they're going to do to me. He said, but when you tell them, you tell them, thus saith Yahweh. And that's what I do. And it's up to them whether they're going to believe it or not. I can't make them, and I ain't going to twist their arm. But the, the churches, they teach you to go out there and witness to people and, you know, shake it into them, beat it into them, whatever you can do. And it, it's none of that. And I, I just think, y'all, and I'm learning every day. I, I learn from what you're saying, the things that Yava has showed you, I mean, that blesses my spirit and opens things up to me. It's like, oh my God. You know, because everybody, you know, we're all connected and everybody, uh, we're like that diamond that's got all those facets on it. Sometimes I'll light up and there's times you light up and White Wolf lights up and Denise lights up and a bunch of the others on the call they light up everybody's got a, a a piece of it here and there you know that makes us all get a greater understanding. No one man has it all, and I don't claim to have it all i'm I'm growing and learning just like everybody else the you know the things that y'all has been showing me I test it, I try it, and he proves it, and it works and i all i'm I know I get excited sometimes, and it seems like I'm trying to act like I'm somebody, which I'm not. I just get excited, and I want to tell people about it. It doesn't mean that I know more than anybody, because I don't. I I just have a zeal and a love for the Creator, you know, that I just want to share it and broadcast it to the world. Right. Right. And I if gotta, I ever seem that if I ever seem that way to y'all or anyone on that call, forgive me because that was not my intention.
6: Oh, you're fine, Jim. <laughs> you're fine. I do want to ask a question to both you and uh, well, to MJ and and, and Jim. Um, somebody was telling me. Can you guys hear me? Yes.
2: Yeah, who's this?
6: It's Gil.
1: Oh Gil, oh yeah, hey brother,
6: hey, Happy Father's Day, gentlemen.
5: Same, thank to you. you. Same, to you. exactly, same to you. Yep.
6: Uh, so, I um, somebody was uh, is kind of new to m- meditating, and they were laying down in a in a meditative state, and they had ingested cannabis um, prior to. And they were sharing with me the not only like the the spiritual or mental aspect of their experience, but also there was like a physiological experience as well where um, unconsciously the, their abdomen kind of got sucked in, and it felt like um i it can, it, you know the you know the picture that they um the way that he explained it was you know the picture like where you see like Jesus on the cross and his abdomen sucked in and it kind of sucks up underneath his ribcage a little bit
2: yes you
6: mm-hmm. get what I'm saying so this person yes. was meditating and it felt like there was like a pumping action that was happening just underneath the ribcage their stomach sucked in unconsciously and during this you know moment he you know, he said that there was like um, kind of like a, I guess an orgasmic um, feeling that just was flowing constantly, like pumping through his body. Do you have any, any comment on, on a, an experience like that or
1: oh, yes. what that yes. might have meant? Yes. Now, did that literally happen where it sucked it in there or just in his mind?
6: No, it, 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 he says it. It literally like sucked in, and some like it was like a pump that was happening just underneath the rib cage. Um, you know, again, he consumed you know some cannabis, um, and he said it was something he's never experienced before. He's he's new to meditating, you know, but he said it was. He said okay. it was, it was a spiritual, filling and and physical, you know.
1: No, I I understand what he, he's talking about. Uh, uh, did he just inhale it or did he eat it he ate it okay well Well, you can eat it 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 won't hurt him because I mean the the, no it was
6: like it it was like oil that he you know um, that you can you know heat up in an olive oil so it activates uh, THC uh, to be psychoactive and um you know, obviously he was, I guess, euphoric when he started his meditation, you know?
1: Okay. He's, he said that happened to him physically. Was there other people there to witness that?
6: Um, I don't know. I don't think there Maybe was. That, it the was,
1: reason why was. I'm saying, because when when you do that, uh, uh, first of all, that's in the Bible, that's what you would call the third part of the hymn uh and uh, the of the holy anointing oil. and it makes you more aware and it, it kind of the carnal the carnal mind aspect it kind of puts that at at a at ease where the the subconscious mind is heightened and awake and and in our the thoughts in our mind we have both you know, good thoughts and blessed, you know, thoughts and the things that we believe. And there are some things that we believe that are not totally the truth either out there. And that's why, uh, how can I put it? It um, In the scriptures it says, you know how when it says when your house is all clean and swept out, and if you don't put nothing in there, that the adversary, which is the negative thinking or the negative beliefs that we believed growing up, will come, try to come back in and take root there again. And then it's harder to get them out. It's seven times harder. But what, it, what it's basically saying that if you you got to It made him, uh, in his thinking and mind, heightened within that aspect where he became more... Blasphemy!
2: Blasphemy! You're still over here speaking blasphemy.
1: You don't know what you're talking
2: about. Teaching people your false prophecies and narratives. Nothing you speak of is found in the great golden word.
0: I don't think you know the word. He's a dude. false. <laughs> he can take whatever he wants to think. Uh, no, it's the
2: thoughts of the mind. It's that's causing us to.
1: Uh, he's becoming awakened to that. See, when we talk about meditation, all meditation means is to think about it, think, pause
2: and think about what's, what's going on. And if we don't have um, an intention in our mind, whether it be good or bad, hopefully it's good, uh, it opens to that awareness. And that understanding
1: that you may feel things in different parts of your body, but not to the point where it will hurt or harm him because it, it's it's not like that. It's, it's really happening within his
2: mind and consciousness is what's really taking place there, Gil. Right. I know what yeah, you're, yeah, saying yeah. To him, to, you're saying to him. You're saying to him that... If, oh, go ahead
6: he just said that it was you know um it it wasn't uncomfortable but he just felt like there was like a pumping action and he felt you know he felt like a good like a glow like all the way through his body you know um he just said he had Hey no Gil Yes
5: Gil uh MJ here um hey uh i've had some pretty wild experiences like really need experiences when I've, um, been meditating like that, but to the extent that I'd be willing to talk about them on a, um, open line that's full of people that are willing to just, you know, poke fun at this kind of stuff. I just, uh, I'm unwilling to do that. I I consider that casting pearls and, uh, um, you know, but, you know, you wanted to reach out to me privately. I, I would share, um, I'll tell you this, that uh, um, just I will share this, that I've had experiences where I've been in, enveloped in like a golden light, and I could literally hear um, in my ears you know, voices like we're speaking right now, you know, where they were just speaking perfect love and perfect peace above uh, above me and um, just wrapped in warmth and love and just kind of, just wanting to stay there, you know. Um, and uh, But I've had some physical experiences that are pretty wild, too. And, uh, um, you know, one of the things, like, you know the story in the Scripture where Rachel makes a deal, she says one of her boys uh, is out in the field and got some mandrake, and if you'll uh, take this mandrake, I'd like to have use of my husband tonight, right? Well, that mandrake is marijuana, you know, so, you know... <laughs> Funny, you yeah. know, marijuana if you they they kinda hid it from the, the English scriptures, but if you go back in your Hebrew you'll find the words kana Q A N E H bosum, B O S E M. Believe it or not, "kana bosum is a Hebrew it's a Hebrew term and it's you know of course marijuana. So Yes. Uh Jim's right it's part of the formula. Uh, for the anointing oil of the priest and um, and it can open up gateways in the mind and uh, you can have um, some pretty amazing experiences um, but um, anyway so I, that's as far as I'll go but you know if you wanted to reach out privately to me and we could talk about some further experiences but I just won't share them here. A lot of here
1: a lot of the teaching is in the scriptures but because like that gentleman's talk about blasphemy and this and that. He don't know what he's talking about. It's an ancient text. It's it I mean the high priest of old when they went behind the veil, they did that. I mean it's there. And even the Messiah teacher talks about this and uh, that they they have no clue because they haven't been taught. They they're calling something blasphemy that they don't really understand what the scriptures are saying. Because they're well, you know, in the,
5: in the gospel, in the gospel of Thomas, Jim, there's a line in there, and uh, it says that uh, he says they they come to Thomas, Thomas, you know, Thomas Didymus, the twin. They come to Thomas, and they say, he says Thomas has a double aspect. You have the doubter, and then you have the elect. And they come to Thomas the elect, and they say, "What did the teacher, you know, what did he say to you?" And he says, he says to them, "If." You got to understand. This is this is the one, the knower. Thomas represents the knower, and of the the he he understands the higher level aspect of the scriptures, which is you know personified in Jesus Christ. And he says, "Well, what did they say to you? What did the master say to you?" He says, "Well, if I was to tell you even one of the things that he said to you, then you would pick up two stones and hurl them at me." And right. the two stones, of course, is the written word, the old and the new testament and and then he said then fire would come out of those stones and devour you so you see how they hurl accusations of blasphemy and all they do is hurl um destruction back upon their own head they see let the maker of his misdeed also carry his liability so you you know there's they don't you know realize that they're actually bringing destruction on their own head maybe not immediately but it's coming you know it's kind of a no, sad
1: thing. Center, but we have to, you know, we have to make a stand for
2: the truth. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to hurl a stone at you, you it. <laughs> it's
5: kind of funny, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, it's obviously sad, but it's also kind of funny. It's just so stupid, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead.
1: Well, it says they profess to be wise; they become fools. And yeah. you know, and I ain't professing. All I'm professing is to uh, come from the place of the things that's happened to me in my life. And I, you know, I've I've tested and tried the scriptures, and I I know what it says because it works for me. I mean, I've seen yeah. in the spirit. I, you know. I've had out-of-body experiences. I've heard the divine creator speak to me in, in an audible voice, which no one else heard of but me, but because it was in the
2: divine spirit that I heard it. Right. You know, in the inner man. But, I mean, and with the conviction you could say that I have or the desire that I have
1: for that divine creator, I mean, I mean, it goes to every
2: fiber of my being that you know I'm gonna do my best to do what he called me to do. When I
1: say called me, that he explained for me to do. Now, whether it, I, I you know, like I said, I used to be a Pentecostal preacher. I'm no longer a preacher like that anymore because a lot of
2: them are believing false doctrine. The only voice you've heard is at the bottom of the bottle.
0: Bl- <laughs> They're coming in other ways, but... Yeah.
1: Well, hey,
5: I, of- uh, Jim, I going to jump off. Gil, I, I mentioned a minute ago there's a book you might check out if, you, if you're interested. It's called The Thirteenth Petal Rose. I'm reading it now, and it's, I'm just letting you know. It's just... Really, if you haven't read it already... It's really an amazing, um, insight. Um, you know, don't get involved with it, it. The The title is a discourse on the essence of Jewish existence and belief. You know, um, it's speaking metaphysically, you know, the scripture says he is a Jew who is one inwardly after the circumcision of the heart, you know, not, not like a, a race or, or a, a church. This is, this is a, a deeply metaphysical book about the, uh, the spiritual um development of the Merkabah and the um the understanding of the of the uh of the one river which splits into four four heads. But um anyway, for what that's worth I highly recommend that book if you're interested in reading it. The yeah. thirteen The Petal Rose? The thirteen petal The Thirteen Petaled Rose. It's written by um Aidan Steinsaltz, A D. I N and it- S T E I N S A L T Z. Fantastic book. Yeah, he, he can you, can tell he's a, you can tell he's a genius. He writes on a level that's uh, very difficult. Sometimes his sentences go on like they're paragraphs, but you know, it's like you have to read a paragraph and stop and really think about what he just wrote, you know, because it's, it's just so rich with, um, anyway, for what it's worth. I think you'd enjoy it.
6: I found it and I put
5: it in I put it in my cart. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I just bought it today for somebody, a lady in California actually, so uh she's uh I consider her um you know, my sister. And uh you know, Jesus said, Who's your family? He said those that do the will of God So uh I consider her my sister and we talk a lot, you know, and, and uh she's also uh seeking and um you know, walking in the way, I say, you know, the way of life. So, uh, you know, she's my sister. Awesome. Okay, all gentlemen, right, yeah, re- happy Father's Day. Re- happy Father's Day to you both and to the other men on the call as well. And um, thank you for having the call, Jim, and uh, blessings to you all. And uh, I'm going back out of here. i got to get up kind of early tomorrow morning myself. So um, I appreciate it, Jim.
2: No problem.
5: That's good. Man. Take care, yeah. Michael. Okay, bye, guys. See you bye. later, I mean, Go ahead, Jim.
6: You could wrap.
2: You could wrap it up, bud. I'll back. I'll back out. Thank you again for doing what you do, bud. All right. Uh, well, folks. I mean, another I many opinions
0: out there,
2: and. I think
1: the thing is, the bottom line is, we need to have the opinion of that divine
2: creator, not our own opinion. And I mean, we need to be in agreement with that divine creator. And what it says for us to do. He says his words are spirit and they're life. And he said the letter of the law kill it. So we need to definitely be careful what we come to understand and know, but we need to check it
0: and pray about it and seek with all diligence
1: the good, good, and very good. And with that, happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Y'all will bless you, keep you in perfect divine health. I'm going to end
0: the call. Good night, everyone. Shalom, prosper, and perfect health.